Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we are covering a listener request. We are covering Body Parts, which came out in 1991, and this was requested by Kiko Zeff. So thank you so much for the request. We appreciate thank it. You. We always love it when you guys give us requests. Yes. It makes us happy inside because it makes us know that someone's actually listening. <laughs> <laughs> someone's watching and listening. Someone to cares us. enough to listen. <laughs> But yes, thank you so much, Kiko Zeff. We really appreciate it. Thank Uh, you, Sipper. So, but before we go to the summary, let's go to tea. So I am doing a little repeat. It's not from Dairy Queen this time. It's from Chick-fil-A. I am doing the half and half sweet and unsweet. Though, I do want to say if you guys hear thunder in the background, it's because it's storming right now. There's a thunderstorm right now. Yeah. It's Texas, so... It'll We're be just grateful for the rain. <laughs> yes, it'll be interesting to see if the mics pick it up. But if it does, that's what that is. It's it's not random sound files that we put put in there. It's it's actual ambiance. <laughs> spoopy, <laughs> the perfect time spoopy. to record spoopy. <laughs> so what tea are yes. you drinking? I raided your tea stash again and grabbed Zest Tea's Superberry Samba. I'm going to have to restock because of you. So thanks. Love you. (laughs) Well, I remembered you saying this wasn't really your favorite because you don't really typically care for like the berry ones. So I figured this one was safe to raid. Yeah, you're you're probably good there. (laughs) And and I'm good to take it completely off your hands if you want. (laughs) No, I want my caffeine. (laughs) It does have a good amount of caffeine, guys. Yeah, it's I, just like insanely hot to drink right now, so it's gonna stay right there <laughs> until it cools yes. properly, so I don't burn myself. Yeah, Zest Tea, we've been advertising your tea enough. I think you should sponsor Spider-S. us. <laughs> <laughs> but know, we advertise a lot. <laughs> of different teas. I know. We're addicts. We don't mind. Like pretty soon, we're going to like kinds. keep away the brand names until they sponsor us, like Markiplier does. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but we love tea too much. All of those tea addicts stuff. out there is like we want you to be able to try the teas yes. that we're drinking. If you're interested, drink with us. Drink yeah. the tea with us. Yes. Also, it, it's just awesome to try new things. So, yes, yes. <laughs> but anyways, so summary: Body Parts is about a criminal psychologist who loses his limb because he gets in a car accident, and. He has like a, an experimental operation where his arm is replaced with a serial killer's. And as you can kind of guess, the arm ends up kind of having a mind of its own. And the movie kind of like goes through the twists and turns of him figuring out the mystery of the arm. And I mean, there's not much mystery to it. He finds out pretty quick. But I guess the suspense of like the other body parts that have been donated and stuff. Yeah. For entertainment, 
I would I would rate this movie a 6.5. The reason being is I, I really like how it started off. Because body horror, you don't see a whole lot of body horror movies more recently. It's all like older movies. Unless it's a gore thing. Yeah. But this is a, a pretty interesting um, body horror film where it not only exploits the fear of not having control of your body... But it also exploits uh, the fear of uh, medical exper- uh, experimentation or even playing with the idea on what makes a person a person. Or like how much of you gets to be replaced before you're not you anymore. I kind of like how it plays upon the idea, but the movie does kind of progress to a point where it gets a little bit <laughs> a little bit ridiculous which is why I only gave it a 6.5 but I honestly kind of had low expectations for the movie and I was actually pleasantly surprised I definitely enjoyed watching it and I guess my only complaint is the pacing did seem a little bit fast in the beginning where it's talking about like the surgery and the recovery um, and I would have liked them to play around a little bit more with the psychology on like, oh, is his arm actually acting on its own or is it in his head? I thought that that would have been kind of cool. But I understand that the movie was focusing on, you know, the arm is acting on its own. So they were trying to kind of caps the viewers up to date so that way they could then proceed with the movie. So I understood why they did it. But it's like if I were to do the same movie... I would probably play around with the idea on, no, he's actually going crazy because he knows it's a serial killer and it's not actually the arm. Oh, wait, it is the arm. And just kind of like keep the viewers guessing. But one thing I did enjoy was Brad Dorif's. I think that's how you pronounce his name. It's the guy that plays Chucky from the Chucky movies. Having him in the film and his little acting quirks and comedy, that was pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, he's out there to begin with. So yeah, the role so. that he played in this movie wasn't exactly a stretch. And it was really funny how the serial killer's name was Charles and they're like, to Chuck or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if they it's just... Like a nod. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a really fun movie. I say if you're in the market for... Wanting to watch a horror movie? I think it's worth a watch. So I give it a six for entertainment. Uh, the pacing was a little, little odd in my opinion. I do agree with that. It was very, very fast in the beginning. We'll get to more of that in the realism scale, of course. But I feel like, especially the very beginning, that opening scene of him, the doctor talking, well, I mean, there's another doctor, but the main character talking to the the guy on death row, I feel like a lot of that could have been skipped or cut out altogether. They didn't need to have that big of a scene in there hmm. where the, the criminal was talking about how he had shanked another inmate and how he felt about it and everything like that. Yeah, it's they like cut most of that out. I feel like it I, didn't really have that much bearing, but it took up a lot of the beginning. I think they were maybe trying to draw the parallel so whenever he has a serial killer's arm, they know where he's coming from. I don't know. They didn't, it didn't really they didn't have that execute much it very well. It. Yeah. 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 It really didn't have that much bearing on that aspect of it. So it didn't really make sense why they put it in, why they kept it in. 
and why it was right there. It didn't really connect with his story as much. Yeah. It was good to have him in there, if nothing else, so we recognized his face when he went back after he got the transplant, and he noticed the same tattoo on his new arm. That was, I mean, it was the same on the guy, and that's where he found out it was from death row and and how he started getting onto the, the more detective-y aspect of figuring out the background yeah, of the donor and everything like that. But you didn't need as much of that beginning conversation, I feel like. Yeah, nowadays it's very common to have movies that are like up to two hours. But back then it's like an hour and a half was a very typical movie mm-hmm. length. And I think the pacing is off because they were trying to because it's an hour and 28 minutes like they were obviously deliberately cutting it to be within that time frame Mm -hmm. but you know if they had if they remade the movie nowadays i think they could have easily stretched it out to two hours and it would have been beneficial to the movie to play out like the pacing and then to you know mess with the psychology of the main character i feel like that would have given them a lot more wiggle room yeah Definitely. I also feel like the realism really does impact the entertainment scale for me personally. That's why this one was scored a little bit lower than I would have otherwise. But it makes a difference for sure. And the pacing was also the biggest factor. And not just in the beginning. Later on when his arm starts to act on its own basically. Like when he hits the kid. And his demeanor is kind of changing a little bit. He's a bit more short-tempered and everything. The wife goes from, like, zero to get out. Like that. (laughs) Yeah, the movie kind of goes back and forth between super slow to, like, really fast. Yeah, it's just kind of all over the place in the pacing. pacing. And the reactions for some things, they didn't seem as organic as they should have been. Didn't quite get there for me. But it was it was interesting, and there were a few parts that I laughed hysterically at. So <laughs> yeah, there were some parts it, that we laughed at. <laughs> it goes pretty crazy, especially there at the end. And it for the realism scale, it started off a bit of a stretch, but kind of believable. We could kind of work with it. But then it takes like a nosedive off of the realism scale, does a few flips, and then belly flops right into it. <laughs> So, right into Nopeville. So, <laughs> uh, that it does have an impact, for sure, on entertainment for me. But you guys already know, it's it's all about the realism for me. So Yes, we'll talk about realism. Are you ready mm-hmm. to? Yes. Perfect. So, just looking at the first half of this movie, I would have scored it a five-ish, just because I could see it in the realm of possibility. But after the ending part... It scoots it down to a two just because it's just so ridiculous and unimaginable because it's crazy because at first they make it seem like it's trying to be realistic, but then it's just like, no. Yeah, if you're going to try to make it a more realistic movie, then make it a realistic movie. Yeah, like the face planted into what the hell. Yeah. Well, like, so for example, the arm transplant, we weren't actually sure whether or not it's possible, but then we looked it up and yes, because we knew finger Mm -hmm. transplants were possible, but arm transplants. um, I hadn't really heard of full arm before. Yeah. That was successful and that had full motor function. So it's interesting to know that. We did look that up. 
it is a thing. But yeah, there's a very long, <laughs> very, very long process on like knowing the patient's medical background. And so, so him getting in an accident and then su them suddenly being like, oh, we'll just replace his arm. <laughs> we That's have not, a daughter. Yeah, because I think <laughs> no. you saw something about it could take 12 weeks or something. Yeah, 12 hours. Well, for the operation, for but the for operation, the actual... Yeah. Oh, weeks like, of background yeah. and screening and everything. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, the screening was on the donor side. So they yeah. had to, like, thoroughly vet the donors. Oh, okay. Which, a lot of that information could potentially be in his medical information that they had on file from the prison. But the fact that they got it to the hospital... In record time after the electrocution, which would likely have damaged so many nerves and things in yeah. the body. Not to mention, it fries the brain. Literally. Well, I'd imagine it would damage all the tissue, too. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of tissue damage. And sure. we're, we know that it was electrocution and not... They said electrocution. Okay. I know back in that time, electrocution was still... Yeah, they said in common. the movie, I forget what point exactly, it said executed, and we weren't quite sure, but then they mentioned it, that he was electrocuted. Okay. So, so there's that. And then we had to do a lot of research, so th this movie we learned quite a bit, it's kind of cool. But anyways. I went down a rabbit hole, guys. So we learned that death row inmates can technically be organ donors, however... In recent history, every time that that's been the case, the state gets to decide whether or not their organs can be uh, donated, and the state has said no. And it's mainly because it's kind of an ethical conundrum. It's like, because they can't say without a shadow of a doubt that's ethical to donate those organs, they just err on the side of caution and say no. But they did say in the movie that the doctor had pulled some strings, talked to some people that can help her out. So it, I can see it still being possible just because she was kind of working under the table and she wasn't obtaining the parts legally. Yeah, but the thing that got me there was mostly the time frame. Yeah. The Even fact if that she, she got pulled so some strings, it wouldn't have happened that quickly. Yeah. I'm going to kind of finish my tirade on the transplant stuff and then I will quickly add one last note before we move on to... Jess's realism, which I know will be a lot longer than mine. I'm going to just pull out a soapbox. <laughs> so the head transplant that they added. So even nowadays, it's technically maybe possible, but we've never successfully transplanted a human head. I know like several years back, there was talk about it. There's a, a volunteer that wanted to do it, but he ended up backing out and nothing further has been done since. So that's extremely up in the air. Um, at the time frame, that definitely wouldn't have been possible. Today, it's uh, it, if it is possible, that would be a very unfortunate person um, that would have to live with that. Depending on the person's situation, it, though. It does depend heavily on the circumstances. There's a lot of ethical issues, of course, to go along with it. And yeah, while technically speaking, we do most likely have the the tools and means to be able to attempt it like should we there's, actually well yeah, yeah apart from the ethical thing just 
just technically speaking, it's not a guarantee that it would actually work. There's so many factors that go into it and so many complications that can arise, even if it works initially, for them to be able to recover and live with any kind of quality of life yeah. is a huge question mark. Yeah, for sure. And then, of course, the limbs acting on their own, like, uh, that's, that's not a thing. I know you're probably going to go on a longer tirade, but limbs, they can't, they can't think. Only brains send the electrical impulses. So if, unless if the psychologist was a serial killer in having a psychotic break. Yep. But okay, so my biggest complaint in the realism. I mean, well, not biggest complaint, but aside from the medical stuff, as far as the like the situation goes, whenever he went to the doctor and the doctor's like, no, I'm not going to take off your arm because you're an experiment and it's going to kill my reputation and stuff like that. Bill, the main character, could have totally just threatened to her like, oh, I'll go to the press and I'll tell them that how awful this is and that you won't allow me to remove my arm because that that would have like ruined her whole goal. But no, he's just like, eh, and then he just like ran off in the distance upset. Had a hissy fit and then ran off. Yeah, I, I think that's a huge plot hole in the movie because if he if he would have just like complained and then um, she was pressured into removing the limbs then maybe the other people would have to well i don't understand why she wasn't immediately jumping on the chance anyway because she wanted eventually to get all of the limbs back and put him back together <laughs> yeah that was weird so why if he was volunteering to give the arm back why wasn't she immediately like, you know what? I understand. Let's go ahead and get you prepped. Yeah, that <laughs> was take a back. really weird turn for her. It was weird. It didn't make sense. Because like, she would have had the whole body. thing. Yes, this was her whole plan was that she was going to see if she could do it. If she could take apart a person and attach the pieces to someone else, keep like the heart, the torso going on its own because she transplanted every other limb and <laughs> then take those limbs back and reattach them, reassemble the pieces, like putting back together a broken Barbie <laughs> and seeing if it works and if the person could live again. See, but that's just, that just seems so complicated. And it's, this movie... It's like it started off as a body horror, but then it ended more like a modern day Frankenstein yes. type of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a weird twist. Yes. But I am very proud of you. I give it a two as well. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> we agree. I was like, oh, are you going to rate it higher? Are you going to rate it lower? I, I had no idea. Yes, I'm very proud of you. I also give it a two. That is a, a very apt rating for sure it just swan dived into nope at the end <laughs> the beginning again was a bit of a stretch especially for the time period but it was okay we could kind of go along with it the issues that i was having was one the effects like you could see different bulges and things in his arms that it's not where it should have been it didn't look quite right even if there were like pins and stuff in there it just didn't look right <laughs> It was a little off. 
Well, and then plus, like, he had, like, cuts and stuff where I wouldn't imagine you needing cuts. It depends. It really depends. They could have been trying to repair certain ligaments or nerve damage or anything, especially if he had been electrocuted. They might have been going in and trying to repair certain things and making sure that everything was attached as they should have been. So I can kind of understand more cuts than you would initially think on there, but I don't understand how they just happened to, oh, we have a donor. And yes, they're your perfect match. We found him within a few minutes. Oh, and by the way, I have two other people, three, three other people here that are also a perfect match and need these specific limbs. Yeah, the guy with the head, I'm Mm -hmm. kind of curious. I don't know if they just took someone in a coma. Yeah, she essentially like killed someone. Freshly dead or what? And just decided, well, we're going to do this. See, that's what I'm interested in. I want to yeah. know how they transplanted the head. Yeah. Like, was it an was actual... Poor soul? Because... <laughs> <laughs> like, hopefully that person was brain dead. Yeah. Because otherwise, uh, she kind of committed murder. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. So, she... So many ethics. So many ethics broken right here. But <laughs> the recovery process then as well... He came to really, really quickly, and they were having him try to move it and all way too soon and doing physical therapy. They jumped on the physical therapy insanely fast and started off at a much higher level than they most likely would have in real life. And then he went home within just a couple of weeks, and that's not how any of this works. (laughs) And it makes me mad. Yeah, he went back to work, like, the next day after he came that home. That too, like. yeah. yeah. I'm just talking about, like, recovering yeah. physically. And then he goes back to work. They don't have him talk to anyone. Because this would mess with your head, I feel like. I'm also surprised it took him that long to notice the tattoo on his wrist. <laughs> I know! Because he had mentioned something, like, it had been four months since the yeah. accident. yeah. And then it was when he went to shake the hand of the criminal, and then they're like, oh, look at the tattoo. Oh, hey, there's a tattoo. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, no, that's not a thing that would happen. It's like, if you have a brand new limb, you would be exploring be that thing. Like, what the, the thing heck? Yeah. For hours. Yeah. Well, especially while you're doing physical therapy with it constantly, you're constantly looking down at it, making sure that you can move it, that it's moving correctly. And also, it might be slightly different from, like, the length might be slightly different than what you're used to. So it might be a little bit longer than you're used to or shorter than you're used to. So when your brain is like, you need to grab this, it's still on that initial setting of my arm is this long it takes this much impulse to reach out and grab the thing yeah if it's at a different length than your mind's used to then you're putting a little too much force if it's longer to grab the thing and you could end up knocking it over (laughs) or if it's too short you're not quite there when you go to grab it (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i love your robot (laughs) 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 So it would have taken a lot more 
physical therapy and he probably still would have been going to physical therapy even after he was released from the hospital itself just to make sure that it's still working properly that he's regaining muscle tone and everything because they would have had him sit there for a while the muscles themselves most likely would have atrophied at least a little but it was like buff arm yeah. <laughs> right out the gate and it stayed that way <laughs> Also, throughout the movie, they made it seem like the limbs that were reattached had, like, superhuman strength for no reason. The dude was a criminal, but he was human. He was an ordinary, psychopathic human. And therefore, unless he's a freaking bodybuilder, which it didn't look like it, it wouldn't have had the ridiculous strength. Like they were trying to imply. Yeah. Just saying. An arm also wouldn't have been ripped off so easily like the dude, the painter dude that was uh. dangling out the window. That's not how that works. Yeah, don't if eat and watch this movie. If it rips away from the body like that, that easily, then um, he should definitely have still been recovering. And <laughs> probably would still be in the hospital if there was any chance of that happening. <laughs> so, um, no. <laughs> they also never made any mention whatsoever of immunosuppressant drugs that transplantees would have to take for the rest of their lives. Yeah. When you get any kind of transplant, you have to take immunosuppressant drugs so that your body doesn't reject the thing that was just put into or onto your body. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, the body sees a foreign place or object and thinks, um, you don't belong here. I don't recognize your code. <laughs> you need to go. <laughs> And starts to attack. <laughs> That's not a thing that should happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they even showed him taking any they sort didn't. of medication. Not once did they ever show him taking anything. Because I could understand them showing him popping pills, but not like mm -hmm. directing your attention to it necessarily. No, but no, just they didn't while even he's add. eating or drinking or something, yeah. just take one, you know, or have an alarm set and take it, or so same time every day, or her the wife reminding him, "Hey, hun, don't forget to." To take this before you run off to work or anything like that. Not a single call to it. Yeah. Not once. I don't care how good a match you are either. Even if they're like insanely close, perfect match from the same family even. The person that gets whatever organ or transplant has to still take those. Yeah. Because it's just different enough <laughs> that the body will still be like... <laughs> No. <laughs> you are sus. <laughs> There's an imposter. <laughs> You're the imposter. <laughs> so, yeah, no. And like you did say before, limbs move based on the electrical impulses of the brain. The brain that they are currently attached to and not the brain of the previous. Yeah attachment that's not how any of this works and i completely lost it when he walked back into the clinic and saw the different limbs attached to the different tubes and everything like they were trying to supply the blood and everything <laughs> and it was moving they were moving on their own and i was dying guys i was laughing so 
hard. The head scene was pretty funny too. It was. Like, he it has was the so deer in the headlights funny. look the entire scene. Because at the same time, yeah, it's he's wanting that arm, but at the same time, they're driving on the wrong side of the road and there are 18 wheelers coming their way. <laughs> so psychopath or not, there's going to be an oh shit moment. <laughs> and there's a lot of those. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was um <clears throat> started out okay. Bit of a stretch, but okay in the beginning. Then just completely destroyed any kind of rating it could have had by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Good. Well, anything else you want to add on realism before we wrap up? Limbs do not send memories. <laughs> Those are stored in the brain. Yeah. A brain that had nothing to do with their transplant yeah. at that point. I know it's a movie, but no. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I got. <laughs> I'm done with my soapbox now. Uh, well, in a way, I still enjoyed it. Yeah, it's like it started off on, I'm like, oh, what are they going to explore with this? And then it became like super ridiculous. But in a way, I I, I definitely don't regret watching it. It I was don't enjoyable. It. Yeah, I, I did enjoy it. I laughed hysterically, especially by the end. Uh, it, it did take me out of the movie, the realism of the movie that or non-existence thereof <laughs> but it, it was enjoyable to watch it was entertaining i wish i had known just a little bit before <laughs> so i knew what to expect and the whole movie i wasn't trying to be in the mindset of this could potentially happen because by about midway i was like oh <laughs> this is gonna have a horrible rating yeah. for realism <laughs> yeah it was good, and I don't regret watching it, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I will say that in the horror community, I had never heard of this movie. And I think... I'm kind of surprised about that, too. Yeah, it, it actually wasn't too bad of a movie, yeah. and I'm surprised that more people don't bring it up. Now, when you think about the time period, in like the mid to late 80s, there were some really good... That's true. Um, Maybe considered it just got classic the, horror movies. It probably yeah. got lost in the the white noise of that time. Yeah, but it it is a good movie. And if you haven't seen it yet, I'm a little disappointed that you're watching this review before watching the movie. But please go watch it. It is a good. It's a good watch. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah, I definitely think. I, I think it'd be even uh, better to watch it with friends. Yes. Do like a, a movie night over Discord <laughs> or or if you guys are able to be safe. Yes. Get, have a little group Please gathering. Be safe. <laughs> but yeah. Well, thank you again, Kiko Zeph, for the request. We appreciate it. We enjoyed the movie. <laughs> thank you for being a horror movie tea sipper. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We definitely uh, wouldn't have known about the movie otherwise. Yes. And we're glad that we know about it now. <laughs> Yes, and if you guys haven't heard of the movie before and want to watch it, we definitely encourage you to do so. Don't have high expectations, but it is entertaining for sure. <laughs> grab your popcorn. <laughs> yes. Wait wait until about the middle of the movie, but grab your popcorn. <laughs> yeah, for those with weak stomachs. <laughs> yeah, I know Like we were eating Chick-fil-A during it in the beginning, and I was just like, ooh. But I, I'm also kind of a, a baby when it comes to gore. But anyways, well, as always, guys, please like and subscribe and share this with your friends. 
And if you have any other recommendations of movies you want us to watch and review, of course, please send us those either via message, direct message, or leave it in the comments below. And until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye! Bye.